Come on, you in a Pentecostal church, that's okay. We're going <laughs> to, amen, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, let's praise him. Let's praise him. Can he do it? Huh? Can he do it for you again? God never brings us somewhere to a, he never brings us to a dead end. You'll never find a dead end in God. He always makes a way where there seems to be no way. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Excited to have all of you here today. We appreciate you being here. Thank you for choosing Gospel Temple to join with us today. And uh, we're excited about, we have some, uh, we have a very, a very new member with us today. Brother John and Jennifer, baby, they brought their little baby in today, and we're so glad to see them. One of the newest members of the church. Amen. Good to see Brother Richard and all of you back here. We're believing God to do some great things today. How many of you ever been in a situation to where you seem like that if you didn't get a miracle, it just wasn't going to happen? Hmm? How many of you realize that if God did it for you one time, he'll do it again? Amen? Hallelujah. I'm a firm believer in this, that God never takes us nowhere. He never shows us anything that he can't take us to. Hmm? He will never show you anything that he can't take you to. Now, you may do things that will cause him not to be able to get you where you need to be. But he will never show you anything that he's not able to get you to if you'll let him. Amen? Hallelujah. I want to say I appreciate this uh, worship team this morning. Appreciate them. I want to, to say that I appreciate uh, Adrian. She has come on board with us uh, full time. And God is doing some great work through her ministry and the children's ministry and all and, and helping uh, do some administrative stuff. And we just believe God to continue to do great things. And we know that God's going to do great things here. Um, God didn't place this. And I said this uh, when I first came into this building. And they was talking to me about becoming pastor. God did not put this place here for it just to be here. He put us here for this place to be full. And I don't believe that, this, that we're in the end stages of building. I believe there will be other buildings, bigger buildings. Amen? All three of you believe that. Amen? But here's what we have to do is we have to understand that all of God's promises are yes and amen. 
We have to understand that what God has spoken to us and what God has said, what God has prophesied, what God has spoken over this church, and, and, and all, although that things happen and situations arise and all, we, got, we must understand that we're not connected to uh, situations, to, to where situations limitate us, but we're connected to a God who cannot fail us, and He will take us through. He will broaden the vision. And, and, and I hear what, what I've been hearing in my spirit as the Lord said, lengthen the cord and strengthen the stakes. In other words, we've got to drive down deep until we can get to a place and understanding that God has, he, he, has a, he has an anointing that he's wanting to pour out on this place that's going to not just reach the people within the walls, but the people on outside the walls. And he's going to show us how to, how to get to those places and to minister to those people and to draw those people in. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, if I had a title for my sermon today, it would be Don't Settle for Less Than God's Best. A lot of times we settle for things because things are difficult. Things become difficult in our life and, we, and, and instead of pushing through those things, we want to settle for where we're at. We want to stay right where we're at. We want to do what we've always done. How, how many of you ever... Um, told somebody about something or, or give somebody a, a vision or a dream that God's given you and told them some of the great things that God wants you to do and they told you, they said, well, uh, we've tried that before but it don't work. How many of you know that just because it didn't work for them don't mean it won't work for you? Sometimes the reason things don't work is because we try to do them in our own strength. See, God's not interested in connecting us in a, in a way that we are just able to do what, what we can do within ourselves. He's connected us in such a way that we, we put our trust and our hope in Him and we're not confiding in just one another. We're, con we're connected to a God that will take us to a place and bring us to a place of, of supernatural events taking place every day in our life if we walk connected to Him. I want to talk with you this morning out of Numbers, the 32nd chapter. And it starts at the, at, the, at the first verse. I'm not going to read all of it, but I'm just going to go through this with you. Reuben and Gad had come to Moses because they found some land that was good, that was good for their cattle and good for their livestock. On the other side of the Jordan. And this is before they got into the promised land. They had come to this place and they found and they seen it was good for the cattle. So they decided to settle there. And they come to Moses asking him, can we settle here? We'll just settle right here. We'll take this land. In other words, they was becoming satisfied where they were at. It was never God's intention for them to have that, part, that area of the land, even though it was good for the livestock. How many of you know that God wants you to live above the livestock? He's got better places for you. But here's, here's what they decided to do. They said, we'll stay right here. What it, what it amounted to is they, they wanted to settle for what was less than what God had for them. What it amounted to is they wanted to say, well, God has already done this battle, but he can't do it again. 
because they had seen the giants in the land. They had seen, they had seen all this stuff. And Moses began to tell them, he said, listen, it was because your fathers came back with a bad report when we sent them into the land. And it was because of them that nobody over the age of 20, save Joshua and Caleb, was able to enter into, is going to be able to enter into the land. I don't know about you, but I'm not, I'm not willing to raise my children up and have my children only hear about the presence of God, only hear about the things of God. I don't want somebody sitting down with my children all the time and telling them about Azusa Street and all those great moves, and that's fine and that's good. But if all you have is a story of yesteryear, then you're missing what God has for you today because God doesn't want us to live on what happened back at Azusa Street. As great as Azusa Street was, God wants us to live in a place of experience to where we can experience his power and his presence today. God doesn't want us to talk about the healings way back in the old Roberts Crusades. He wants us to experience healings today. He wants us to walk in the power and the might of his presence today. He didn't take us to a place and show us where he could be and just give us a little taste of what he wants us to have. He's given us power and authority to walk in it, but it costs something. It's going to cost us separating ourselves unto God and walking in holiness and righteousness. This ain't Burger King. We can't have it our way. We've got to walk in the power and the presence of God. Amen? Listen to this. I want, you to, I want you to hear this because when we settle for less than God's best in our lives, we affect not only ourselves but generations to come. We're right where we're at because of what we've settled for in our past. And... Listen to this. Moses is talking to them. And he told them that if you don't go over and help fight. See what it was. They was wanting to get into a position to where they could settle over here and not have to worry about what went on over there. But Moses told them, said, no, you're not going to settle here. Don't think for one moment that you're going to settle here. And you're not going to go over and fight, help your brothers fight for what God has promised them. Said, the only way you're going to be able to settle here is if you go over and help them fight for what's theirs. Then you can come back and you can settle here. He said, but if you don't go over and fight, he said, be sure your sins will find you out. See, a lot of times we don't want to get involved because we don't, we want the promises of God, but we don't want what it takes to get them. Because you see, according to God's word, I've got to walk according to his word. If I want his promises, I've got to walk by his word. I've got to line up with his word. If I want his promises, I've got to line up with them. And here they are, and they go across, 
as they get ready to go across, listen to what Moses tells them. He says, speak to the children of Israel, say to them, when you have crossed the Jordan, this is, this is instruction that God's given them that when they go across on the other side. He says, speak to the children of Israel and say to them, when you have crossed over the Jordan into the land of Canaan, then you shall drive out the inhabitants of the land before you destroy their engraved stones, destroy all their molded images, and demolish all their high places. See, here's the thing that we're trying to do today in the United States. I want you to hear this. See, we're trying to bring everybody in and let everybody bring their God with them. If you'll go back to the Solomon attempt, the, the, the Temple of Solomon, the, the downfall of Solomon was when Solomon started marrying all these foreign women and started bringing them in and allowing them to bring their gods in with him. There's not but one God, folks. There is God the Father, God the Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. There's not all these other gods. They're not all going to come together. There's not many roads that lead to heaven. There's only one God through Jesus Christ who can, who can save us, who can set us free. And we must understand that if we're going to have the promises of God that we're going to have to do, we're going to have to deal with some things in our life. We're going to have to tear down strongholds in our life. We're going to have to take care of some idols in our lives if we're going to have the promises of God. See, we want the promises, but we don't want the battles. We want the good stuff, but we don't want to deal with the situations in our life. What are you willing to do to see your children saved? What are you willing to do to see your grandchildren saved? What are you willing to do to, say, to have them experience the power and the anointing of God to where they can step into an atmosphere to where the presence of God moves upon them, brings them under conviction, and causes them to repent of their sins? I'm telling you, I'm willing to do anything, and that is if I have to fast, if I have to pray, if I have to seek Him, whatever it is I have to do, if I have to deal with strongholds in my life, I'm willing to pull all those things down to see the power of God move among my family. So Moses is telling them what they must do. He said, speak to the children. Speak to the children of Israel and say to them when they cross the Jordan into the land of Canaan, when you shall drive out the inhabitants of the land before you destroy their engraved stones destroy their molded images and demolish their high places. You shall dispossess the inhabitants of the land and dwell in it and have, for I have given you the land to possess. And you shall divide the land by the lots of inheritance among the families and a larger shall give a larger inheritance and a smaller shall have a, give a smaller inheritance. And every one inheritance shall be whatever falls him by lot. You shall inherit according to the tribes of the father. 
But if you do not drive out the inhabitants of the land from before you, then it shall be that those whom you let remain shall be an irritants in your eyes and thorns in your sides, and they shall harass you in the land where you dwell. In other words, if you don't deal with sin, it's going to bother you. You can't continue to live in sin. You can't continue to entertain it because it's going to hinder you. It's going to stop you. It's going to, it will never allow you to become what God has designed you to be. But God has called us to a place. See, here's the thing. We want the greatness of God, but we don't want the things that require the greatness of God. When God took them over, if you remember in the Joshua, the third chapter, when they went over on the other side, what happened? God brought them to a place called Gilgal. And when he brought them to the place of Gilgal, he rolled away the approach from them. In other words, Joshua made flint knives and circumcised all the children of Israel that had not been circumcised because of the journey on their way across. But when they got to the other side, what happened? Manna stopped. We like God to do everything for us. But sooner or later, see, how many of you remember when you first got saved? Some of y'all still need saved. <laughs> when I first got saved, for it seemed like about the first three months, it seemed like everything I prayed for just was right there. Everything I sought God for, it seemed like was there. God, God began to do things in my life. But after a while, those things, it seemed like God was so far from me, and I couldn't find him. And I began to pray. But what it is, God gets us to a place. It's like a child. You raise a child up. They, nobody in here that I see that has children that's 12 years old that you still got on your hip. You're not carrying them. Why? Because there comes a time you expect them to walk. And you expect them to get to a place to where they can walk on their own. And you're not always carrying them. There's a time that God expects us to be able to walk and to stand on our own two feet. And to be able to walk. He shouldn't have to do everything from us, for us. You see, there's a lot of babies that are still in the church today. See, age has nothing to do with it. And I don't have nothing, I don't have a problem with a baby sucking a pacifier. But when you got to part their mustache to get it in their mouth, there's a problem. God wants us to get to a place to where we stand on our own, to where we mature in Christ, to where we walk in the power of his might. He gets us to a place to where we not only just receive something, but we learn how to sow. Because there is a law of sowing. When you sow, you reap. 
Nobody that I know of that plants a garden never goes back to that garden and expects something in return. They know that when they plant that when they plant that kernel of corn, they put that kernel of corn in the ground, you're going to receive three to four ears of corn, two to three years of corn on that stalk that's going to produce about 360 kernels of corn. How many of you know that's a pretty good increase? These are the promises of God. We operate on in so much less than what God has had for us because we settle. We get in a difficult situation and we say that God can't do this and God can't do that and we talk about all the great things, how, how God brought the children of Israel out of Egypt and how he split the Red Sea, how he brought them across, but I'm here to tell somebody today that if God did it back then, he still does it today. Though you may be standing in a difficult situation, your back may be against the wall, you need to understand that the God that you serve is the same God that brought you out of the situation before and he'll bring you through this one. Never have I seen God do great things that did not. I didn't, I've never seen God do great things that did not involve difficult situations. Why? It's because it makes us have to believe him for big things. Nothing that we go through in life, nothing that you face, was ever meant or designed to destroy you or to overcome you. But it was designed to strengthen you and cause you to rise up in faith. Cause your faith to rise up and cause and design so that you could, instead of allowing it to become a stumbling block, so that you could allow it to become a stepping stone to take you a little bit closer to what God has for you. You see, because everything that we go through in life, if you allow it, it's either going to bring you closer to God or it's going to bring you further away from him. It's your choice. So you can look across and see the promises of God and you can say, well, it's too difficult to get there. We can't get there because of the finances or because of this. Listen, God has no problem bringing the finances in. God has no problem bringing anything that he needs to do what he's designed us to do. But what we have to do is we have to understand where we're going and we have to know how we're going to get there. And we can't get there without him. God's going to show, show us big things and difficult things how to get to, and how to get to them. But we have to understand, listen, don't be a dream killer to people. If your children have big dreams, encourage them. Because if God give them the dream, he'll bring the dream to pass. Doesn't matter how difficult it may seem. Doesn't mean, doesn't matter. 
the situation of, of, of you say, well, this and this has, has to work out. No, only thing you need is a word. What did, what did Peter step out on when, when Jesus came to him on the water? He didn't step out on just water. He stepped out on a word. He had a word. Jesus said to him, come. That's all he needed. That was enough. The word of God is so, listen, the word of God is so powerful that it's, it's more powerful than the foundation that we're standing on. It's more stable than the foundation that we're standing on today. And if he tells you something, if he tells you he's going to bring you to a place, I believe that God is going to do great and mighty things here. I believe that God is going to fill this place to capacity. With not just people, but his presence. And I believe that God is going to do mighty things through you. You're going to find yourself in difficult situations. You're going, to, you're going to find yourself in places to where you need a miracle. But guess what? You're connected to a God who is a God of miracles. He didn't leave you wanting. He didn't leave you out. He didn't leave you needing. He filled us with his spirit. He told his disciples, he said, listen. He said, go and tarry in Jerusalem until you endue with power from on high. And a lot of times, why do we settle? A lot of times we settle for less than God's best because we say, well, that's just not for me. It is for you. It's for every one of us. His Holy Spirit is for all of us to be filled with His Spirit. Why? Because He wants us to be led by His Spirit. And if we're led by His Spirit, we're going to prosper. The children of Israel, the first time they went into to the promised land and spied it out, went out and looked at everything in the, in the promised land, they were giants in the land. There was all this good stuff that they seen, but yet they couldn't believe that they could have it because of the people in the land. They thought it was impossible to overcome. There were so many people, and they were so big, they had forgotten. How many times have we been in situations in our life to where God has brought us through so much but when we get to the very edge of the promise that God has for us, we look at it as too difficult. God, there's no way that we can have this. Listen, if God brings you to it, he'll bring you through it. He will never leave you standing on the other side. But you've got to be willing to leave your place of comfort. And a lot of times we settle in a place that God has not designed us to be in and we grow comfortable at that place and we don't want to leave 
our surroundings. But I declare today, some of you need to march off of your map today. You need to get off of your map and go into unfamiliar territory. Because why? Because it's when we get in unfamiliar territory that we know that we cannot trust in our own direction. We cannot trust in our own flesh. We cannot trust in our own arm. We've got to look somewhere that is greater than we are. And we put our trust in him. And when we put our trust in him, listen, it may not seem like we're moving very fast at the moment, but just take one step at a time if you have to. Just make sure you step in where he steps. And when you step where he steps, I promise you, he'll bring you to the fullness of what he has for you. Amen? Hallelujah. Let's all stand. Hallelujah.